Can New York Giants head coach Brian Dable outsmart Patriots head coach and mentor Bill Belichick? We're talking that, key storylines, matchups, and more on this special crossover edition of Locked on Giants and Locked on Patriots coming your way next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Hello, everybody. Welcome on in to Crossover Thursday on this Locked on Giants, Locked on Patriots edition. My name's Patricia Chain. I am the host of Locked On Giants, and I am absolutely delighted to be alongside of a very good friend, a guy that I absolutely adore, Mike DeBate. He is the host of Locked On Patriots. And Mike, first off, it is so good to see you. We only see each other really once every four years, but when we do, it is always a treat. It truly is always a treat. I was thinking about this early, Patricia. And, you know, the only bad thing about the Lockdown Patriots, Lockdown Giants crossovers is there just simply aren't enough of them. We don't get an opportunity to really see each other and discuss football and break down a matchup every four years. It's not enough. We definitely need more than that. But it's my honor, my privilege. Thank you so much for the kind words. You know, I feel the same way in return. Going to be a fun one today because it hasn't been so fun for our fan bases this season. No, it has not. The battle of the tank, actually, <laughs> the battle of who's going to get a higher draft pick. Both teams having an uncertain future at quarterback. And Mike, I think we need to kind of start there with the key storylines uh, for New England. And I'll let you obviously weigh in on what, what you think the key storylines are. But from my perspective, I'm kind of wondering who's going to be the quarterback on Sunday for the Patriots. Yeah, well, that is the big story in New England right now. And really, I think the main story in New England right now, not just this Sunday, but even beyond. But let's stick to this Week 12 matchup for the purposes of today's conversation, because when Mac Jones walked off the field at Deutsche Bank Park in Frankfurt, Germany, fresh off a 21 to 17 loss over the from the uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Everyone in Patriots Nation, fans and media alike, were wondering whether or not they had seen the last of Mac on the football field as a starter for the New England Patriots. Uh, this came after what I believe may be his most cringeworthy interception of the season. Back-footed, off-balance, not a very smart throw for Mac Jones to make. Obviously, he was pulled for Bailey Zappi. Bailey threw his own egregious interception into triple coverage. But a lot of people were wondering whether or not Mac Jones, yet another failure in clutch situations, whether he even deserved the opportunity to retain his job and fight for his job. But like I've said several times on Locked On Patriots in the past weeks, it's all well and good to want to bench your starter. And he may even deserve it, believe it or not. But you also have to take a look at what's on the bench and where they would be turning to if they do indeed put him on the bench. Zappi, 10 passes, 104 yards, and an interception during three appearances in relief duty. Not exactly commensurate to what we saw from him last season when he led the Patriots to consecutive victories. 
Does he still have that in him? We haven't seen it at all this year, including preseason and uh, in the times that he's been able to come in and play mop-up duty for Mac. Will Greer is the hot name right now. A lot of people are wondering, a little enigmatic there when it comes to when it comes to him, Patricia. But bottom line, he hasn't taken a meaningful in-game NFL snap in a competitive setting since 2019. So that's a lot to put on a quarterback, especially if he's a couple of years removed from his last in-game action. And you've got Malik Cunningham, who save for one drive to close out their opening preseason game against the Houston Texans really hasn't shown the Patriots brass all that much. So it's all well and good to want to bench Mac. But if you're trying to remain competitive, even if the dreaded tank word is out there in the ether, it's tough to say that you want to pull the plug at this juncture. He may be your best option. At the end of the day, Patricia, he may be the only option. So I share your curiosity. The Patriots are unsurprisingly being mum on the situation, but we'll find our answer. Uh, and hopefully we'll find our answer in time for Sunday's 1 p.m. kickoff. Yes, the Patriots, of course, coming off a bye week. They are 36 and 18 coming off of a bye, but the New York Giants are 16 and 11 against teams that are coming off of a bye, and the Giants are not coming off. So, the Giants, if you're looking for a reason to be optimistic, Giant fans, there's one reason. But, you know, Mike, sticking with the key storylines, let's stay on the quarterback theme because over for the New York Giants, it's all going to be about Tommy D, Tommy DeVito who's been like a feel-good story for this New York Giants. The Giants, of course, down to their third-string quarterback, DeVito, the undrafted rookie. And, you know, he got his first start a couple weeks ago against Dallas. Didn't play horribly. You know, obviously he looked like a rookie holding on to the ball too long, you know, quick to tuck it and run instead of buying some time in the pocket. And then last week against the, uh, the, the Washington Commanders, leading the Giants to a win, their first win in three games. So, um, you know, now it's all about, okay, what happens from here? Now, currently, Daniel Jones is done for this season. He just had ACL surgery on Wednesday, which, according to the team, was a success. Tyrod Taylor, the backup, the number two guy, currently on IR with the ribcage injury. He has to remain on IR this week and next week during the bye. And then he's eligible to come off uh, the injured reserve list um, after the bye week. So in time for the Green Bay game on Monday night. So the question here for the Giants, where one of the big stories is, is can Tommy DeVito hold on to the starting job for the Giants the rest of the year? And it's not going to be easy because as we have seen so many times, and you could probably attest to this, Bill Belichick's fingerprints are all over that defense. And even though there are some injuries on that defense, they like to confuse the heck out of quarterbacks. And they don't care if you're, a rookie, they don't care if you're a 10-year veteran. They do all kinds of funky things to confuse the opposing quarterback. And how does Tommy DeVito respond to that? Now, DeVito thus far has been very good with ball security. Even when under duress, he hasn't lost the ball. He hasn't really thrown any stupid interceptions or any you know balls that are into traffic where you say, oh my gosh, what was he thinking? But with Belichick's defense... They can fool a young quarterback, and I think how Tommy DeVito performs this week is going to go a long way towards helping head coach Brian Dable, offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, decide if they're going to stick with DeVito the rest of the year, or are they going to go back to Tyrod Taylor once he is eligible and activated to come off of IR? Yeah, I think that's a great question for Giants fans and media alike, and anyone 
in Giants country right now that's looking at the long-term future for this team, whether or not it is you know, behoove of the Giants to continue to ride the Tommy DeVito train. Uh, we're already seeing memes up here pop up in New England Patriots social media of Joe Pesci walking through the door and Goodfellas out to, uh, you know, face his uh, comeuppance in a Bill Belichick defense. And you alluded to that. I promise, folks, I won't make any more Goodfellas references from here on in. But bottom line, I think that is a good point. Bill Belichick has a pension. He has a reputation of being very difficult, especially for young or rookie quarterbacks that may be a little wide-eyed when it comes to the type of looks that Bill Belichick is going to give you, either exotic looks or really being straightforward. And sometimes that's enough to confuse a young quarterback as well. So that, I think, is a good underlying storyline for the Patriots. But on the flip side of that, you're dealing with someone in Brian Dayball that is very familiar with Bill Belichick as well. This is someone who's had success against Bill Belichick defenses when he was the offensive coordinator in Buffalo. So if Giants fans are feeling a little squeamish about that, and even though Brian Dayball has not necessarily done the job, I think a lot of Giants fans felt he would do this season, feel pretty confident that he knows Bill Belichick as well as Bill Belichick knows him. This is going to be a very good chess match for two teams on uh, Sunday afternoon. For sure. And speaking of chess matches, after this next break, we're going to talk about some of the chess matches, the matchups that may very well decide the game. So please don't go anywhere. If you're looking for a fun and different way to play fantasy football this season, you need to check out Prize Picks. Just pick two or more players, predict their stats, and sit back and see how they perform. It takes less than 60 seconds to make an entry. And best of all, you can turn a few bucks into some nice cash with the right projections. Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app known for its quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and wide selection of players and stat types. And they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. When every Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So what are you waiting for? Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash LOCKEDONNFL. And that promo code is LOCKEDONNFL for your first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, everybody, welcome back to the crossover edition. Locked on Giants, Locked on Patriots, the Giants, the home team. The Patriots, the visitors. I'm Patricia Trena of Locked On Giants. He is Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. And we are getting into this game. We are getting you ready with the key storylines, the matchups. And we're coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about predictions. And Mike, you know, let's talk about some of the matchups. And I'll let you go first. I have an idea what matchup I'm going to be watching, but I want to hear what you have to say first. Well, what I would love to see from the New England Patriots is for the running game to get going early. This is something that has been very late blooming when it comes to the Patriots offense and being able to utilize it to facilitate so much of what Bill O'Brien does well in coordinating an offense. You use the run to set up play action, to give Mac Jones an opportunity to hit his targets get receivers under the defense, and then lead them there, be able to get yards after the catch. The Patriots have not done that nearly enough this season. But the last couple of games that the Patriots have played, albeit losses against the Commanders and against the Indianapolis Colts, you're starting to see the running game get going a little bit. Ramondre Stevenson, 87 yards against Washington, and then you've got 
uh, in the uh, the game against the Colts in Germany, 88 yards. You're starting to see that lead back really emerge. And one of the things that has been helpful for the Patriots is play along the interior of the offensive line, blocking well for the run. Patriots have been very difficult and suspect when it comes to pass protection, but against the run, they've been very good. Now you're looking at a Giants team that hasn't necessarily defended the run all that well this year. So there's my matchup that I'm looking for. It's the interior of that Patriots offensive line going against the Giants run defense. They're 29th in the league. They're allowing 131, excuse me, 135.1 yards on the ground. 4.8 4.8 yards per carry, but if there's something that worries me in this matchup, it's Dexter Lawrence. There's no question about it. This guy can definitely provide you a lot of difficulty if you're the New England Patriots uh, and trying to run against that defense. 92.8 overall grade, best among interior defensive linemen from pro football focus. Really, but when it comes to his move from the snap or it comes to his block recognition, I think this is one of the most formidable interior defensive linemen in the game today. He also is able to facilitate pass pressure as well. So that's a concern of Mac Jones. But if he's going to win his matchups, it's got to be against that interior of that defensive line. David Andrews, Cole Strange, City So. I think the Patriots have found a good core in that middle this may be their toughest task to date since settling on that trio. So has been good, but he's a rookie. He struggles in pass protection. Andrews is solid. Strange has been up and down because of injuries. This is a matchup that could, I think, decide the outcome of this game for New England. How about you, Patricia? What are you looking at? You know, I'm going to keep it in the pit the uh, pit as well, or the trenches. Everybody said, why do you call it the pit? It's actually the trenches, I guess. I'm old school. <laughs> I call it the pit. But anyway... Um, I think the Giants defensive front against the Patriots offensive line. Now, you know, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Is it going to be Bailey Zappi? Is it going to be Mac Jones? Who's it going to be? But whoever it is, it's not Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, as you know, Mike, from covering the Patriots for a number of years, like you did have, he could decipher things, get the ball out of his hands, knew what to do. He could basically, you know, avoid the rush. He could avoid the pressure. I'm not so sure with these any of these quarterback options that the Patriots have that that's going to be the the uh, case. Mm. According to Pro Football Focus, the Patriots' offensive line ranked 28th in pass blocking efficiency, 81.1 percent. They've given up quite a few pressures, and you know when you have a young quarterback back there who takes maybe a little bit longer to decide where he's going to go with the ball or what he's going to do. That can be a recipe for disaster. I mean, we've kind of seen it with the Giants and Tommy DeVito holding onto the ball, averaging 3.03 seconds uh, thus far in his two starts. So for me, you know, the Giants, Kayvon Thibodeau has been on a tear these last few games. He was quiet, you know, in the Dallas game, but he has been on a tear. First defender in a Wink Martindale coach defense to actually have double-digit sacks. That's that's amazing. And he's only like two and a half sacks, I think, behind the team, the um, the league leader in sacks. So uh, it's been a while since the Giants have had a sack leader. So between Thibodeau, between Dexter Lawrence, who is also, you know, quite a load to handle. I mean, he's going to draw easily double teams, which should open up stuff for, you know, the Thibodeaus and the other guys to come in. That's going to be a matchup that I want to keep an eye on. Because if the Giants could rattle whoever the quarterback is, it really won't matter who Belichick plays back there. Get pressure on him, move the quarterback off his mark. 
force some mistakes, force some, you know, bad decisions. And maybe just maybe you give yourself a chance to win this one. Mm. Such an interesting point that you make about the blitz and Wink Martindale and his love for, you know, getting pressure on quarterbacks. Mac Jones, when he spoke to the media on Wednesday morning, did not reveal who was going to be the starting quarterback, but a cryptic comment that he made stuck in my head. And he said, it takes experience to be able to counteract a Giants defense that loves to blitz, that loves to put pressure on the quarterback and show you a lot of different looks. I think that's interesting because if you look at the arsenal behind Mac Jones, you don't have a whole lot of NFL game-ready experience. Bailey Zappi's uh, experience has been limited, especially this season. Will Greer, we said last uh, segment, not a competitive snap since 2019. And Malik Cunningham is an undrafted rookie relegated to mostly practice squad uh, duties. So that could be interesting. Does that force a Patriots hand to put Mac Jones in there at the same time? What the Giants do well? has been Mac Jones's toughest task to date. He doesn't handle the pressure well, especially when it starts coming from the second and third level of the defense. That could really be something. So I'm glad that you brought that up. That matchup is a lot more intriguing than simply Dexter Lawrence against the interior. I'm going to be keeping my sharp eye on that. But really, folks, I think the Patriots O-line and their ability to handle the blitz is going to be just as intriguing, if not more, against that total Giants defense. Yeah, and it always starts up front. I mean, you can make the same argument for the Giants' offensive line, the worst in the league, um, having given up the most sacks in the league. Now, not all the sacks are on the Giants' offensive line. Some of them you got to pack onto the quarterback for, as I said, holding onto the ball too long. But really, the offensive line, I, I think everybody can agree safely that the Giants' offensive line has not been a strength for this team. It's had some injuries, you know, um, Evan Neal, the right tackle, who hasn't really developed the way they hoped he would, he's probably going to miss another game. Andrew Thomas, their stud left tackle, he's banged up, but he should be good to go. You know, he's dealing with a knee, uh, and then, of course, he's coming off the hamstring injury. And then the interior, where you have Justin Pugh, who had a kind of a rough game last week. He's playing left guard. You've got the rookie, John Michael Schmitz. And then, you know, I'm assuming at right guard, it's either going to be Marcus McCathan or maybe it's going to be Mark Lewinsky. I'm not even sure, you know, uh, it, it, who it's going to be. Um, Tyree Phillips will probably fill in for um, for uh, Evan Neal at right tackle. So just a lot of mixing and matching and, and just that offensive line has been a problem for the New York Giants. And that's where it all starts, my friend. It starts in the pit. You know, if you can't win, whether you're on offense or defense, if you can't win that battle, then what chance do you have? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that is where these games are won. And Patriots and the Giants are two teams that know all too well that if you start getting behind and that quicksand starts becoming porous and you start to sink into it, it can be difficult to pull yourselves out of it. We've seen New England falter far too often this year in those situations. And I know Giants fans have seen that as well with their team. So definitely uh, important to watch these matchups. And then it always makes the matchups at the skill positions a lot more intriguing. The corners going against the receivers, um, you know, maybe get the tight ends involved. These things are all sparked by what you see up front. And I think for these two teams, that's going to be the battle of the afternoon. All right. Well, speaking of battles coming up, we're going to talk about predictions. And then Mike, I've got a question I have to ask you. I didn't get to ask it in the first segment, but I'm going to ask it in the in the next segment. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back on this crossover edition, Locked on Giants, Locked on Patriots. 
Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, everybody, welcome back to this crossover edition, Locked On Giants, Locked On Patriots. I'm Patricia Trena of Locked On Giants. Here's Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. The Giants, the home team, and the Giants looking to record their second win in a row. They have not strung together back-to-back wins uh, this season, so they're hoping for that. And I know Giant fans, of course, are hoping for the opposite because of draft position and tanking and all that stuff. But I have a burning question. Before we get into predictions, Mike, I've got to ask you, there have been reports, rumors, whatever you want to call it, that Bill Belichick may be in his last year as the coach. Now, I don't know what his contract status is. I think I had read that he had signed a multi-year extension. And, you know, if he's fired, there's going to be this whole big mess if somebody wants to get him. But what can you tell us about Bill Belichick's future with the Patriots? Well, based on what we've heard regarding Bill's contract, and again, this is always the clo- the most closely guarded secret in New England, Patricia. Um, Bill's contract is reportedly through the end of 2024. So if a team wants to secure his services for this upcoming season in 2024, it would have to be via trade or working out some sort of a deal with the front office in order to allow him to pursue another opportunity. I don't think the Patriots are just going to let Bill Belichick walk out the door for nothing. So now you're probably looking at a trade. Um, if that were to happen, there are a lot of pieces of red tape that would have to be cleared up, including what Bill Belichick's compensation would be. That's not something that we're privy to. That's not something that is actually out there in the ether for anyone to be able to peruse. So that could get interesting. And we'll see how negotiations between someone like either Robert Kraft or Jonathan Kraft and Bill Belichick would go. Belichick is saying all the right things when you speak to him, when you talk to him during practice or, you know, prior to practices or during media availability, saying that I'm focused on what I need to focus on. I can only control what I can control. I'm ready for the Giants or I'm ready for the Colts or whatever team is coming up on that given Sunday is going to be his main focus. But you also know that somewhere in the back of his mind, Bill Belichick realizes that he's now only one of three coaches to win 300 games. He's got his eye on Don Shula. I don't think retirement is something he's ready to do. He doesn't seem like the type of coach that's ready to walk away. So it's all well and good in New England right now to look at the 2-8 and record and say Bill Belichick is the reason. The game's passed him by. Let him go. Bring in a new coach, offensive-minded coach. We're done with Bill, and the old man has finally had it. But again, it's almost like a Mac Jones situation. You know what you got. You don't know what you're going to get in that room. Who is better equipped to lead this rebuild than Bill Belichick? If the Crafts feel that a new voice is the optimal choice here, then they'll make the move. They're not going to stand on sentimentality. But at the same time, you also have to weigh all of the options of the guys you're going to be bringing in. I think right now it's a 60-40 split, in my opinion. I know that's in favor of Bill Belichick coming back to New England next year. But those are the highest odds I've given him leaving. Uh, since these rumors started about five or six years ago when I first started covering the New England Patriots, uh, this is the most likely that I would say is the opportunity for him to leave. And 
you know, where he goes is a matter of conjecture. The Chargers are being rumored. The Commanders are being rumored. Patricia, you can say this better than anyone. I know there's probably a lot of people in Giants country that would love to see Bill Belichick return. We don't know what that means for Dayball next year. I know he's been given, uh, quote, unquote, that blessing from above that they're likely to retain his services. But when Bill Belichick is dangling out there, you know, I don't know, strange things happen. So my gut reaction tells me he's back in New England, but it would not shock me to see him leave New England at the end of this season. All right. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. And by the way, I don't think the odds of, of Bill Belichick landing with the Giants, I would say, are slim to none, mm. even if he you know, does become available. And Mike, speaking of odds, our friends at FanDuel have the Giants as a three and a half point underdog at home against the Patriots. What's your thought on that? Do, who do you think wins this weekend's game? Well, I can never say with absolute certainty that the New England Patriots have a get-right game or a finally uh, an ability to break through and keep everything on an even keel. Not this season, not with this team. And the way the Giants played against the Washington Commanders, I think this is a very worrisome matchup for the New England Patriots. And a couple of weeks ago, I would I might have thought this was a little more evenly matched. But look, if the Patriots are going to be successful at all, they have to win their battles on third down. That's been, I think, their biggest Achilles heel all season long. They're doing a decent job of containing on defense, but on offense, they were only able to convert six of 14 attempts against the Indianapolis Colts last uh, two weeks ago. And this is a team that is not known for their third down prowess. If the Giants can win these matchups and keep the Patriots in third and long situations, it's going to be a very long afternoon for the Pats and the Meadowlands this Sunday. They need to do that and they need to execute. That means a solid performance all the way around from their offense. And we talked about that in the previous segment. What the Patriots also have to do is they have to be smart and they have to be capable of handling the run on defense as well. And that's where guys like Jelani Tavai and Mac Wilson are going to be so vital because I do believe that Saquon Barkley is going to draw coverage against guys like Kyle Duggar, Jabril Peppers, maybe even a Jalen Mills, Adrian Phillips may even uh, chip in a little bit. I think he's going to be covered by safeties, but we've seen that when Barkley gets linebackers one-on-one, just take a look at the tape of what he did against uh, Yaman Davis, and I think you can see what this kid is capable of breaking. If the Patriots allow Saquon to get those types of one-on-one matchups, it's going to be disastrous for New England. So stay tight on the run defense, win your battles on third down, the eternal optimist in me, and, uh, <laughs> and for the sake and sanity of my fan base, Patricia, I'm going to say the Patriots eat this one out 19-16 to 16 in, I think, a very hard-fought defensive battle between both sides, but it would not shock me to see the Giants come away with this, especially if the Tommy DeVito that showed up last week shows up this week in the Meadowlands. And speaking of DeVito, I think part, the game plan has to be get the ball out of his hands Quickly, last week, DeVito threw uh, quite a few downfield passes with some success, I might add. But you know what? They're going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. Don't give Belichick and that defense a chance to confuse the kid. Keep it simple. Get the ball out of the hand to a Wandale Robinson, you know, or Jalen Hyatt. Get him involved, especially if Darius Slayton isn't able to play. Run Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley last week as a receiver and as a running back was able to help move the chains. So he's obviously got to be a big part of that offense. And then on defense, as I mentioned, get pressure on whoever the quarterback is. I think it's going to be Mac Jones. I'd be surprised if it wasn't him. Mm -hmm. Um, So get pressure on him, force him into making some mistakes, 
this defense, this Giants defense is now playing with a lot of confidence um, coming off of that game against Washington. I think it spills over. And, you know, I'm going to break a pledge that I made. I said I would not pick the Giants to win a game the rest of the year until they gave me a reason to do so. (laughs) I think last week they gave me a reason to do so. And I understand Washington isn't very good. You know, they're better than the Giants. So let's call it what it is. But I'm going to say the Giants upset the Patriots at home. I think it will be a low scoring game. And I'm going to say 24-21. I think they win it on a field goal. Mm, absolutely. And if this one does come down to a field goal, it's going to be interesting. Patriots, a rookie kicker. You know, you never know how those are going to go uh, one way or another. But uh, I think the Giants definitely provided a good amount of optimism for Giants fans last week. And that should spill over this week into this matchup coming up on Sunday, Patricia. Yep, absolutely. And Mike's going to be a good one. I look forward to covering it as I'm sure you do. And folks, that's going to do it for us here on this crossover Thursday edition, Locked on Giants, Locked on Patriots. Be sure you follow uh, myself if you want information on Giants. I'm on Locked on five days a week, Monday through Friday. Or if you want information on Patriots, follow Mike. He is also five days a week over on Locked on Patriots. We want to thank you for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. Or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day, We will see you all tomorrow on our respective shows. Thank you and have a good one, everybody.